Welcome to the Gospel Reveal Podcast. My name is Michael, your host and teacher. Here at the Gospel Reveal Podcast, we teach the Bible for what it is and for you to know God and know his word. As a result, you will grow in your faith. This is Easter Sunday and we are going to be looking at the message of the resurrection. I'm going to be teaching from John chapter 20, John's account of the resurrection of Jesus. So let's go over to the message. Today is Easter Sunday and our title for today is the glory of the resurrection. So my question is, what is the greatest event in history? And you know, for the past 100 years, people will come up with events such as when Armstrong and others went to the moon for the first time. That was a great event in American history, but also the whole world. It was a great achievement. Some will say was the falling of the Berlin Wall. That was a significant moment where the East and the West of Europe comes together. But what about this? When the first black man became the president of United States. I can relate to that. That was a significant moment. I was actually impacted to see that happening in front of my eyes. You see, all these events that I've just mentioned, and there are so many other ones, are great events. But today we want to look at the greatest event in history, and that is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And as we celebrate this great day today, we reflect back of what Jesus has done for us. And so my text of scripture is from John chapter 20, and we'll be looking at the first 10 verses. So I'm going to read the 10 verses from John chapter 20. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going toward the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooping to look in, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloths lying there and the face cloth which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went in and he saw and believed. 
For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. So in this account, in John's account, we see three eyewitnesses of the resurrection. And you know, the resurrection was not something that Jesus didn't talk about. You know, just on his final journey into Jerusalem, he predicted his sufferings and resurrection about three times to his disciples, but they never grasped what Jesus was referring to. And in John's Gospels, Jesus performed seven signs to reveal who he is, that he is the Son of God, to reveal his glory. And as a result, his disciples should believe in him. But of all those seven signs, actually the resurrection is not normally included. But the resurrection is the ultimate sign of who Jesus is, but also the work that God sent him to do. He displayed his glory and we see the glory of the resurrection. The resurrection is the ultimate manifestation of the glory of Christ. And so let's look at this account and see what we can learn from the resurrection of Jesus because it's important. It's the anchor of our faith. You see, the Bible tells us that without the resurrection, if we don't believe in the resurrection, our faith is futile. So let's look at the first couple of verses. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. Mary Magdalene. She went to the tomb early in the morning, as we see in the text, that it was still dark. And Mary Magdalene was one of the last people at the cross, by the cross of Christ. And she saw where they laid Jesus our Lord. But then Mary Magdalene, early in the morning, came to the tomb. What does it tell us about Mary Magdalene? She loved much. She loved our Lord so much and we can see our enthusiasm a drive and the intention of love of coming to the tomb but when she came a mindset was totally different to what jesus has predicted of what jesus has told his disciples that he will have to suffer he's the suffering servant that isaiah spoke about but then he will rise on the third day and he told them plainly but she came not expecting that. And our interpretation of the empty tomb was that they have taken our Lord away. And so she totally got it wrong. She thought otherwise, but at least she loved. But Mary Magdalene was an eyewitness. And if you read later on in the verses, we can see how she actually experienced and saw Jesus, the resurrected Christ. You know, someone says that she was favored for loving so much. And that's something we can learn from. Secondly, let's look at the second 
eyewitness in this account. Verses 3 to 7, Peter. So Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going toward the tomb. Both of them were running toward together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooping to look in, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloths lying there and the face cloth, which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded up in a place by itself. It's an incredible account of war Peter experienced. We see in this text that Peter was outrun by the other disciples. The other disciples, we believe, is John, the one whom Jesus loved. Peter came and saw the grave clothes. And as we see, when he arrived, we notice that John, in the text, he stayed, but Peter went further down. He saw, this is what he saw. He says, the stripes of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. This is a clear sign of the resurrection that Jesus Christ, who was buried three days earlier on, is not there anymore. He has rose from the dead. The empty tomb, but then this linen cloth. This is to clarify that Jesus' body was not stolen. You know, there is a theory that Jesus' body was stolen. But with this linen cloth all together, you will know that Jesus' body wasn't stolen. Because thieves will not go with all through that trouble to take Jesus' body off the linen cloth and then put it nicely. The point is, what they will do is they will just carry his body quickly. But that's impossible because the Jewish leaders asked Pontius Pilate to provide Roman guards to guard the tomb. So that's impossible. And here we see the glory of Christ here revealing, showing the sign that he rose from the dead. And so that's the first thing we can see in this sign. But secondly, this sign displays the glory of Christ in his resurrection for us to believe. You see, the last sign that Jesus performed was the raising of Lazarus. And that sign took him to the cross. That's what happened. Some didn't believe. And this triggered the Jewish leaders to say, that's it. We need to get rid of this guy. But in the raising of Lazarus, which was a fantastic miracle, because Lazarus has been on the grave for about three to four days and his body has started decaying. But then Jesus arrived and he spoke and Lazarus was raised from the dead. But there was something significantly different from his resurrection and that of Jesus. Let me read John eleven forty four. 
This is what happened. It says, the dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. So you see the difference that Lazarus had all the grave clothes on him and Jesus had to give the command that they should take off the grave clothes. But in the case of Jesus, it was different. His resurrection was the resurrection. You see, Lazarus rose with a natural body because he actually died again. And in all the people that Jesus raised from the dead, Jairus' daughter and the widow's son and many other folks died again. But in the case of Jesus, he rose with a spiritual body. And we can see this in this sign. The Apostle Paul, in his great discussion about the resurrection in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, in verse 44, he made this point. He says, it is sown a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. And that's the case of Jesus' resurrection. That is different. We see the glory of the resurrection of Christ. Here's a quote from Andrew Morey. It says, Jesus Christ was born twice. The first birth at Bethlehem was a birth into a life of weakness. The second time he was born from the grave, the first born from the dead into the glory of heaven and the throne of God. That is so true. Jesus' body was a spiritual body. And it's fantastic and there's so much hope in that. So let's go to the third eyewitness in this account. The disciple whom Jesus loved. And this is John himself, the writer of this gospel. John 28, he says, Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. And as we've seen in the account... John was the one that outran Peter to the tomb. But then Peter went right in to see the cloth. But John stayed, he saw, and he believed. You know, the truth is, Jesus Christ predicted his own death and resurrection so many times. But the Old Testament prophets also predicted his sufferings and resurrection. Yet still, his disciples didn't believe. But it seems as if, according to this account, it was John who was the first to believe the resurrection. Maybe that's the case, but that's what we see here in this account. So it's crucial that we believe in the resurrection. He saw and he believed. Jesus manifested his glory and John believed. Why we should believe the resurrection? That's the question. Romans 4.25 tells us, Who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification? You see, Jesus was punished for us. He was delivered for us. And that was God planned. And when he rose... It was God confirming that he was pleased with 
Jesus' perfect sacrifice. And as a result, we are justified. It's a judicial language that we are free from God's judgment. The righteousness of Christ becomes ours when we put our faith in him, when we trust in him. And if we do not believe in the resurrection, then our faith is useless. We are actually, if you're looking at this, you don't believe in the resurrection, then you are not a Christian. You had to believe in the resurrection because if Jesus would have stayed in the grave and never rise from the dead, then we are stuck. It's a tragic event. And he's the only religious leader that doesn't have a grave where his followers go and pray to him there and speak to him there. Because he's not there, Jesus Christ is in heaven. He has risen from the dead. And because of that, we have hope. And that's amazing. The resurrection of Jesus is the ultimate sign that revealed the glory of Christ in the completion of his work. It seems as if I'm repeating myself here. But Jesus Christ, ultimately, he showed that he is God, that he is the Messiah, and that his work is complete. And that we can trust in him because he proved himself. None other have done this. And you see, in the same Gospel of John, Elion, the first sign that Jesus performed was turning water into wine. But then after that, he went to Jerusalem and he was clearing the temple. And the Jewish leaders asked him, what authority does he have? But then they demanded a sign from Jesus to show who he is. And this was Jesus' response. This is John chapter 2, verses 18 to 22. It's fantastic. It says, Then the Jews demanded of him, What miraculous sign can you show us to prove your authority to do all this? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. The Jews replied, It has taken 46 years to build this temple. And you are going to raise it in three days? But the temple he had spoken of was his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he had said. Then they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. Wow, this is absolutely incredible that Jesus mentioned his own resurrection to these Jewish leaders. And here he was speaking about something, but their response was entirely on a different category. So Jesus speaks about destroy this temple. He was speaking about his body. And you know, he was referring to his sacrificial death on the cross. And he is that temple. He died and on the fourth day he rose from the dead. And after him, the church, we become the temple of God, offering spiritual sacrifices to God. 
and Jesus displayed his glory in rising from the dead and his disciples believed. That's the whole point of John's gospel. It displays glory so that they may believe, so that we will believe in the resurrection. Jesus Christ is awesome. He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the one who died and rose from the dead. So the big question, do you believe that Jesus rise from the dead? If even you've got a church membership, that doesn't matter. Do you believe in the resurrection? If you don't believe in the resurrection, then there's no hope for the future. That means destruction, eternal separation from God. But the resurrection is an historical fact. It's something that happened. It's not some kind of myth. It's a reality. And it's something that you can research outside the Bible because it actually happened. This reminds me of a story of um, a couple whereby the wife became a Christian. And so the wife's husband, the woman, basically the, the husband of this woman was upset because he was a diehard atheist. And he was shocked and upset that the wife had become Christian. And he can see how zealous this wife was. He tried to convince the woman, but it never worked. And so he came up with a strategy that he's going to research the Christian faith. And it happened to be the resurrection. And he will prove to the wife that it's all fraud. It's all myth. Interestingly, the husband was an investigative journalist. So he's got all the tools, all the techniques, and all the understanding how to go about this and he went on a journey where he inquired and researched the resurrection and to his greatest surprise he came to a conclusion that it's valid and it's something that actually happened amazingly he put his faith in jesus he trusted in christ god saved him the story i'm telling you is actually a movie it's called the case for Christ and is a true story and is this guy Lee Stobel you can find the movie you can find the book and so trust in Jesus trust in the resurrection Jesus made this claim he says I am the resurrection and the life no one comes to the father except through me it's an exclusive statement it's either that he's deluded or he's saying the truth but there is no middle ground and so trust in him and look to him. But then for you who believe in the resurrection, I believe in the resurrection. It's my hope. Then there is joy of eternal life. And the truth is, we like Jesus will have a resurrected body. No sickness, no death. We will live in a resurrected earth. Now, this is a hope that transforms. It's absolutely awesome. And so as we celebrate this Easter, we should look to what Christ has done for us and the eternal hope that we have in him. So just in closing, 
I'm going to read the words of the Apostle Paul from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 20 to 22. Listen to this. It's amazing. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. So we don't die, we fall asleep. Those who are in Christ. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. Every human being that is born naturally is a son and daughter of Adam. But then without Christ, without faith in the last Adam, you will perish. But faith in him, you will be made alive just like him, who is the first fruits of those who are in Christ. And so, my friends, trust in the resurrection because it's true and it's the hope of the future. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I give you thanks and praise that you are the God Almighty, the powerful one who called us and rescued us. And through Christ Jesus, you've raised us from the dead and you will raise us on the last day. I pray your blessing upon those who are listening and watching that they will know this resurrection if they didn't know it, Lord. Would you open the eyes of their hearts to see and to know you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you have found this message helpful. You've been blessed by it. If you have any question, please email the Gospel Revealed Podcast at gmail.com. That is the Gospel Revealed Podcast at gmail.com. Please rate and review this podcast. It'll push the message out there to other people and for them to hear the gospel message. Thanks for listening again. And until the next time, bye.